Well, hi. Welcome to Get Grounded. I'm Amelia Vogler. If you're new to this podcast, this is where we explore the many practices and perspectives of grounding through conversations, meditations, and through one of my personal specialties, guided energy healing. When you're grounded, you can navigate this crazy world with relaxed body, focused mind, and inspired heart. If you're returning, welcome back. So let's get grounded. Well, today I want to talk about the new mRNA COVID vaccines. At first, this might not seem like it fits the grounding theme of the podcast, but these vaccines have caused many people to become ungrounded, confused, unempowered. I'm especially seeing this for those people who are energy healers, light workers, or folks interested in energy. I've heard some pretty outlandish fear-based opinions, let's call them opinions, about the effects of these vaccines on the energy system. So first, I wanted to offer what I've been hearing. I've worked with a lot of people through their vaccines, I would say about 50 or so. And I've also worked with my own energy system through the first and second shots. So all of this to say, I've been able to see and feel enough systems of energy and enough patterns to speak directly to some of what I've been hearing about in the field. Now, I'm going to use a judgment word. I am not a fan of judgment words. I'm not a fan of judgment, but here we go. What I've been hearing from some people in the field is just plain wackadoodle and fear-based. Very, very fear-based. And fear really has no place in terms of healing and certainly doesn't have a place in terms of empowerment. And this is why I want to share my experience so that you have another opinion and you have somebody else that you can kind of run my experience through your filters and see what feels true for you. So first, there's an energy system that carries your soul's wisdom. You know, the wisdom of you that has come from lifetime after lifetime, accumulated lesson after lesson, and it really serves to hold you in the wisdom of who you are, provide a personality, allow you to attract the lessons that you need to attract so that you can keep growing yourself. It's a very important system called the Hara. I've heard people say that the mRNA vaccines shrivel up your Hara and turn it gray. Um, I'm not seeing that. I also heard someone talk about how the mRNA vaccines cause irreparable damage to the energy system and explode your chakras. Now, if our chakras were to be exploded, which I've never heard of or seen, we would also be dead. So that doesn't fundamentally make sense to me either. So what I am seeing, though, is that there is an effect on the Hara. What I see, the Hara has three different nodes on it, and I'll spare you the geeky details, but there's one part of the Hara that really governs how our soul is to be embodied. What does it mean to be in a body for this soul for this lifetime? And when we work with this node, we start seeing things like not wanting to be here on the planet or not knowing how to be here on the planet or not ever feeling comfortable in the body. These are some of the things you might find around that node. Now, of course, there's certain times in our life when we don't feel good in our body. If we had a very, very traumatic breakup, if we had a very, very traumatic car accident, if we got very, very sick, 
These are examples of some everyday experiences that might create some diminished flow in the Hara system specific to this area where our relationship to our physical body is represented. Now, throughout the pandemic, I have been noticing that there has been some diminished flow in and through this particular node of the Hara. And here's why I think that's happening. I think our soul memory Many of us have lived through a pandemic before, and I think that there's a natural diminished flow under the presence of the threat of this pandemic to the soul because the soul somewhere deep inside remembers. And what's interesting about this is the people that I've treated before the vaccine and the people that I've treated after seem to have significantly different flows of energy through that particular area of the hara. And I find this very curious and very interesting because I think what's happening is after somebody gets the vaccine, there becomes less threat to the soul, to the spirit inside the body. And under the presence of a reduction of threat, I believe that the souls are able to relax again in the body, re-anchor to the planet and say, hey, I can be grounded here. And that's a good thing. Actually, that's a really good thing. Now, in the chakra system, as I mentioned, I'm not seeing any exploding chakras. What I'm seeing is that the vaccines create a very powerful immune system response, and sometimes they create unpleasant side effects. What I see is the energy body starts responding to these side effects. The chakra system is impacted in the way that it responds to any side effects of any illness. If you have a bad headache, you might find more energy up around the head. If you have a migraine, you might find it spiking out beyond many of the energy bodies. If you have a stomach ache, you might have heat or a lot of congestion above the stomach area of the body. If you have chills or a fever, you might actually feel that fever in in the energy body. All of what I'm picking up in my clients really tend to be energy patterns that correlate with what's happening in their body. Now, I do want to put a little marquee here because the energy body doesn't map one-to-one with the physical body. So sometimes when we pick up energy disturbances around the field, it can be associated with an entirely different part of the body. It's just for this vaccine, what I'm seeing is a pretty nice, easy mapping of, of physical symptoms and what I would call energy presentations. And that's great news. That means that there's a lot of things that we already know that we can do to support our energy body in staying open, flowing, clear, and balanced. And we know when we do these things that the energy body is going to stay open and flowing and clear and balanced, and that's going to support the physical body in staying open and processing whatever the experience is that it's processing, whether it be medical or emotional or environmental or relational. So now the question becomes, what can we do? So I have created a kit for you, a vaccine integration kit that really focuses on six energetic protocols that you can use. I put the link down in the show notes. You can go download the audio files or the video files if you want to be voice guided or by video guided so you can see the hand placements. But there's a lot of things that you can do in addition to what's in the kit. And many of these things you probably know about. First of all, you can do any type of hands-on method that you know. 
when we're even small children, if we have a headache, we, the first thing we do is put our hand to our head. That's because we have energy running out of our hand. So put your hands on the places of the body that may be calling out for extra attention. Give love and caring and kindness and extend those to your body that's working so very hard for you. If you have a spiritual practice that includes prayer, you might include prayer as an intervention to support your energy body staying open and flowing. You can use imagery or visualization to literally see energy moving up through the body easily and effortlessly. You might consider booking an appointment with one of your favorite energy healers. I know I did that. That way I didn't have to work. I could be in a Lao state. I could rest. I could just receive. It's just a beautiful opportunity to get a little support. And I booked my appointments about 20 hours after the second shot and about 32 hours after the second shot. You know, I speak the language of energy. It's just part of my medicine. And I reach out whenever I can to get support in this way. And I feel so deeply at ease knowing that someone's holding space for me in the energetics. But what I also want to say is I also know you know what's good for you. You speak your own language of medicine. And it could be drumming. It could be having a group of people pray for you. It could be curling up in a blanket that was your grandmother's and feeling her love all around you. There are just so many ways. Each of us is going to find our own way, and that's okay. So in addition to attending to the energetics, you can also work with the physical, the emotional, and the mental aspects of your body. So if we're talking about supporting you in the physical body, you really want to work with your medical professional and, you know, call your team. Have them help you make great decisions based on your health history, your genetics, your current state of health. But here's some recommendations that I've been making to my clients. First, it's always a wonderful thing to be hydrated. Hydration just makes the body work better. So for me, I sipped on a bottle of Pedialyte before I was going for my second vaccine. And I kept sipping on Pedialyte for the next couple days just to keep helping my body manage its hydration. You can also review the side effects that are often reported, headache, nausea, dizziness, upset stomach, aches and pains, and make a plan for those. I went into my second shot with anti-nausea prescription, some Tylenol, Pedialyte, some over-the-counter joint pain. I set intention that cultivating all of these little things would be like the time I prepare for rain, I get my boots, my coat, my raincoat, I have everything handy just so that the sun can shine all day. So that's the intention I set. I've got all the things, and yet I'm not going to have to use any of them. And that's what happened. Oh, I should mention too, I had three other items on my bedside altar, aka my table. I had my Dr. Fauci bobblehead, which I moved from our home altar, as he's been sort of holding space for us this entire pandemic. I had a little dish of lavender to help to support my central nervous system and just keep me nice and relaxed. And I also had a note card with a pen because whenever I'm going through anything where I have to take medications or I might be feeling off, I personally like to write down what time I took medication, what I took, how much I took, and just kind of note what side effects I was coming up against. I think this is just really good practice. Uh, for any time in life when you're taking care of yourself or somebody else because 
If you have to go somewhere, the first thing people are going to ask you is, what have they taken and what's going on? So that's just one of my little safe practices that keeps me grounded in my own healing process. Another thing that I did to help sort of soothe the anxious mind is that I made a phone call with my doctor. Now I have an amazing doctor. He's an integrative MD and PhD. He's a scientist. He's, he's absolutely brilliant, but also so approachable, so kind, and such a good listener. So I wanted to know what happens if there's an emergency because I've never been through this before. And I have clients that reach out to me for information. But he gave me some thresholds for me. Now, acknowledging that any of my clients are not me, you're not me, but here's what he told me if you're curious just for a baseline or you want to check in with your medical provider about it. He told me if my temperature goes up over 102, buzz him. If my heart rate goes up over 120, call him. If I have a terrible, terrible headache, call him. If I'm vomiting and I get dehydrated, call him. If I get really, really dizzy, can't stand up, call him. And he said, call me if you feel like it. Know that we're here for you. Know that we want to make sure you're supported. Know that if you're miserable, there's a lot of things that they can do to help me. What a relief. I got my questions answered. That's usually enough to calm the mind, to calm the anxiety, to calm the fear if you have questions and you get the answers to them. So what I want to do now is maybe support you in getting some of your questions answered. So I'm going to answer some of the questions that I've been getting with hopes that they'll help you too. This first question is really common. I heard it actually, even recently, I was at a taco stand listening to a woman talk about um, her perspective around the vaccines with one of her friends. And she said, no, I'm not taking that COVID flu vaccine I don't know, it came to the market too soon. They, I don't know what they rushed trying to create this thing. And the thing is, this mRNA technology has been around for more than a decade. And it's been studied in viruses like the flu, the Zika virus, and rabies, and this other virus whose name is kind of spelled and sounds like a dinosaur name, cytomegalovirus. So no, to answer your question, this vaccine technology has been around for a while. Another question that I have heard often is people wondering about whether this vaccine is going to change their DNA. Here again, the answer is no. No, the vaccines can't change your DNA. Your DNA is a double-stranded helix set of genetic instructions that exist inside the nucleus of the cell. The mRNA vaccine never, ever enters the nucleus of the cell. It doesn't interact or affect your DNA at all mRNA actually stands for messenger RNA. So in the case of the mRNA vaccines, such as the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines, what we have to remember is that this is a novel virus. It means that the body doesn't know anything about it. It doesn't know how to neutralize it. It doesn't know how to recognize it, and it doesn't know how to fight it off. The mRNA provides a set of instructions or code that tells the body how to recognize not the whole virus, but part of the spike protein for the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So when you see pictures of the virus, you're going to see it modeled with those red spiky things sticking off of it. Those are representations of the spike protein. And the spike proteins are really important for this particular virus because they bind to something called an ACE2 receptor, which is the mechanism that actually brings the virus into the cells. 
So these vaccines are delivering a set of mRNA instructions that teach the body how to create one little part of that spike protein. And what happens is the mRNA code is released into the body. It kind of floats around in the cytoplasm of the cell until it's taken up by these things called ribosomes. These ribosomes are protein-making machines. They create a new type of antigen, which is essentially like a little invader that your immune system is going to try to get rid of. And this particular little invader is based off of that COVID-19 protein spike sequence that's coded in the mRNA. This antigenic protein, which is this COVID-19 spike protein, is then delivered to your immune system. And from there, we start making different type of immune system cells like T cells and B cells. You've probably heard of them before, killer T cells. So killer T cells are created to teach the body how to destroy the virus, and B cells teach the body how to make antibodies. Now, what's so interesting, I think, about the immune system is that it also has really wonderful memory. If you think about it, our body's going to need not only to know how to recognize and attack something, but how to do that in the future. So both of these T and B cells also have a role in cellular memory. So there's also an aspect of the immune system learning how to code this back into the body. Now, I think what's so interesting about these vaccines is they're essentially giving the body a tiny bit of that spike protein, just enough of the fingerprint, if you will, for the body to learn how to recognize the virus and not just recognize it, attack it, and neutralize it in the body. So essentially, it's energy information, which is genetic information that says, here's the thing, it looks like this, and now, hey, body, you go do what you do in the way that you do it so that you can keep yourself healthy and safe. The immune response that's created from this little bit of mRNA code is your immune system. Your body is doing what your body does in the way that your body does it, essentially making some of the most personalized types of medicine that there is. This is one of the reasons why we see so much variation in the immune system response. And we're going to talk about the side effects in a little while. But another question I hear often is, well, if somebody's encoding me with part of the spike protein, can I get the virus? No. You only get a part of the fingerprint of the virus, if you will. Just enough for the body to learn how to make a robust immune system response to it. Well, you might say, if it's so smart, then why do we need two shots? Why do we have to take two doses? Well, at the very heart of that, that's how the medicine is designed. One shot has been proven to not show a very long-lasting or durable immune system response to the virus. The first shot is kind of like if you have an intruder on your property and you take some notes and you see what they look like and you scare them a little bit and they run away. The second vaccine is kind of like if you see the intruder again, you know what it looks like, you know how they behave, you know what to do to get rid of them, And that second time when you see the thing, you kind of go, oh my goodness, it's a thing. I know how to kill that thing. I'm going to even keep learning how to kill that thing. I got this. That thing is not coming on my property again. So this is when all the side effects start happening. And I promise to tell you a little bit about my experience. And I'm going to tell you a couple little things that happen to clients in a confidential way. But let's just talk for a minute about the immune system. You know, immune systems kind of remind me of fireworks. 
My husband and I, every year on the 4th of July, go to kayak on the intercoastal waterway outside of Moorhead City, North Carolina. And when you're on the intercoastal, you can see all these houses that line the waterway. And then you can see the bridge way down at the end where the big fireworks show is happening. So as you're floating along, you can look and see, oh, over there, a little house, some kids have sparklers. Oh, down over there, they're shooting off bottle rockets. Oh, those people have been to South Carolina. They have a bigger show. And then at the bridge, there's the big city show. Our immune systems are just like that. Some of us get the sparklers, some of us get the big show, and some of us don't get any show at all. Either way, the show is going to go on, regardless whether it's seen, felt, or experienced. The body's going to learn what it needs to learn in the way that it learns. And the science tells us if you get no response at all, the vaccines are still working. So for me, the side effects for my very first shot included a, a migraine-like headache. It was pretty painful, to be honest. It was very um, localized, kind of felt like something was stabbing me in the eye. I was dizzy. I was nauseous. I had a lot of fatigue all around my body. And I wasn't really excited to hear that the second shot is usually worse than the first. Hence, all of the preparations that I was telling you about earlier. So during the second vaccination and post-vaccination integration, I used every single one of those techniques that's in the kit in the show notes. I grounded and centered myself to keep my body open and flowing. I opened up the energy channels in my arms. I worked with the vaccine and offered a very special prayer that I've been using for years and years, enter my body as light and do no harm. After the vaccine, I started working with my energy body in a more specific way. I was doing different hand placements around the body to help the energy keep moving and integrating, changed my intention a little bit. As my arm got a little stiff and sore, I kept moving it, and I started doing the technique that I give you for, for moving any energy that's associated with congestion due to the immune system response and helping that to really flow out the fingers of my arms. A little bit down the road, I started supporting my liver. The liver is going to manage all the cellular waste that happens from any biological process. In addition to that, while I was just hanging out in my bed over the next couple days, just relaxing, I was visualizing that beautiful blue energy of the vaccine, integrating with my already strong immune system, creating perfect outcome, perfect memory. And defining that perfect immune system response that's going to remember this little pathogen. Now, a few of my clients had different experiences. I didn't have a fever, but many of my clients did. I invite you to remember that your fever is something that's not actually caused by a virus or an infection. The fever is something your body's doing for itself. Fevers are a part of the beneficial response of your immune system because it starts boosting your metabolism, and that creates more effectiveness in your white blood cells so that they can fight off infections better. So when you get a fever after a vaccine, it means your immune system's doing exactly what you want it to do. Many people, myself included, get a sore arm or some swelling around the site of the vaccination. So what's happening here is when they in inject the vaccine into you, a little bit of that genetic material kind of leaks out. And that's very, very normal in the muscle tissue fibers. The body goes, hey, it's an invader. And then 
As a result, substances called cytokines and chemokines that help direct more immune cells start going towards that infected area. It causes inflammation. A few people that I worked with even had some swelling in the lymph nodes of the same armpit, you know, like the armpit side where they got the vaccine. That's due to the same response. I also had an experience that was shared by other people. I felt like my body was fighting off a ghost. Your immune system can't really tell the difference between just a spike protein and the actual virus, so you may get a sense of feeling run down. That's your immune system working really, really hard. I also had clients that had no side effects at all. And the scientific literature or the clinical literature suggests don't worry if you don't get the fireworks. Not everybody has big fireworks in their immune system. Our age is going to make a difference depending on how strong our immune system is. If we've had COVID before, that's going to make a difference because your body might already know a little bit about the virus. Your genetics is going to play a role. There's even some literature out there suggesting that men have an easier time than women do. Now, one other thing that I want to caution you around is using the internet as your doctor. Now, this goes for like almost everything in terms of researching medical things on the internet. We do take care with those Google images searches, don't we? But be mindful about who is typically leaving reviews or leaving comments. I remember reading some on a nursing chart or a nursing forum, and it was officially terrifying to see the way in which they were talking about their side effects. I also browsed other sites, of course, to see what was going on in other people. But I just remember reading so many horrible experiences and then coming to realize, asking myself the question, well, Amelia, who's usually writing a review? Typically, it's not the person that's had a very easy time that said, you know, I'm going to go on this message board and tell everybody I had no side effects. That's just not the people reporting. I offer this because I just invite you to bring your discernment to the internet when you're doing your research. The last thing I want to leave you with is a thought on how to work with the vaccine communication. When I work with clients to help integrate the energy, what I do is I visualize that beautiful blue energy of the mRNA code or material making its way through the immune system process all over the body. I follow the energy. If it takes me to the stomach, I go to the stomach. If it takes me to the head, I go to the head. If it takes me deep in the marrow of the bones, I go to the marrow of the bones. And I offer loving blessings. Blessings of integration, of effortless communication. I give blessings of friendship so that the body can learn this little protein spike and really understand what it's trying to teach him. There's compassion there. There's, there's friendship there. There's wisdom there. And you can have these conversations too with your own body. If you tend to be a chatty person, you can speak to the body and coach it along. All right, ribosomes, let's go. Send the spike protein out. Woohoo, go body. Yeah, immune system. You can share messages of affirmation. You got this. You got this. You know exactly what to do. You've been sick before. This is fabulous. If you're more visual, you might use the image of that blue and just see your body enveloped in this beautiful blue, harmonizing, glowing healthily throughout the body. 
You can see that beautiful blue energy maybe bringing the wisdom of that spike protein all around the body. You can watch that blue energy fully support your immune system. Where you feel achy, bring the blue. Ask for harmonization. If you have discomfort or pain, I want to refer you back to that integration kit that I was talking about. The fourth protocol is this beautiful hands-on full body method to clear, open, and balance the energy body all throughout the body. And this is a method that I have been doing for over 10 years in my practice. It's one of the easiest and most effective techniques to keep the energy flowing through the body easily. So again, you can find that vaccine kit, the links in the show notes, or you can go to ameliavogler.com slash vax, and you'll find the audios and the videos. It's absolutely free. I hope you enjoy it. I do want to say before I close today that taking any vaccine, taking any medicine, doing any type of procedure is such a personal choice. My hope and my intention is that all of this information that I've given you is super empowering, is super grounding, and maybe even has given you some ideas of things to check out with your medical team. I hope that this has been helpful, has been grounding, and I wish you all the very best in whatever you choose to support yourself through the ending of this pandemic. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you're feeling a little more relaxed in your body, a little more focused in your mind, and a little more inspired in your heart. If you like what you heard here today, you can find a lot more on my website at ameliavogler.com.